It's like, but what, what is ultimately going to make you happy? And it's just like this. It was like, well, why wouldn't you be doing that? And ultimately, it was always because of there was an expectation of this is what you should be doing or you've got people around you who are now doing this. So maybe we should do it too. And the more and more I think about the, the things that we've kind of gone through, you know, whether it's in a business or a relationship, um, it's been quite an unconventional approach to, I guess, the societal norm. And I think when you're, you know, certainly my family are very much that, like my, my, my mom and all, like all our extended family, it was just like, they all had their kids when they were in their mid twenties, you know, and they've, you know, some of their kids are already getting close to potential and it's just like this thing. And that's what you grow up and that's just how it should be. And at no point did it ever really, that just never interested me like at all. I never, ever got the excitement of just going, yep, that's, that's going to be me one day. It was just never, ever there. And, you know, you know, I sort of mentioned about my dad earlier should have been one of those people. And I just wonder if, if deep down, if that was potentially the sort of the case as well. And look, I, I don't want this to be about, you know, me saying, you know, the people that sh- shouldn't have kids or anything, please don't take that the wrong way. Like it, it, this, this took a lot of uh, questioning and me being really, really honest with myself about what I wanted as a person. And, you know, people might, might say it's selfish or whatever it is, but I'm like, I know where I'm at and it's, it would be uh, irresponsible of me to go to that length, knowing deep down that that's not what I really wanted. I wouldn't be honest with myself and I would hate to be in a situation where any type of resentment would ever come up towards this person because it's like my, my always, I guess, um, uh, belief with it is that if you have kids, you owe them everything and they don't owe you anything. And I often see people, it's just like, I do this for my kids and they don't do this and whatever. And I'm like, that is the decision you made, regardless of how considerate or respectful or whatever they are, that's irrelevant. You have to give them everything until they're on their own and capable of doing whatever it is. And it was just, do I ever want to feel like, do I ever want to have those moments of that? And it was just like, it was just, it was a hard fucking no, a hard fucking no. Right. So we ended up just, you know, the more and more we created that awareness and, and Teresa was just asking those questions. It was just like, once I actually got to the rock bottom of just going, this is just me. This is how it has to be. Okay, cool. The next thing I need to do is just have that really honest conversation with Kit. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and saturated skincare. And today I'm joined by three amazing humans, Craig McDonald, who you obviously all know, who's the co-founder of New Strength Life Partner, puts up with me, um, and then the amazing Greta and Teresa. And both of them have been on the podcast before. So if you haven't listened to their podcasts or you don't follow them uh, on Instagram, I recommend doing both of those things. And today we just, we wanted to get on and, or Craig, or probably more me. And then I said to Craig, okay, you're doing this with me. And then I messaged. Typical story. <laughs> these amazing ladies said, Can, will you come on and do this with us? Um, just to update everyone on where we are with our TTC and people, what the fuck's TTC? Some people ask me trying to fall pregnant and you know we had this bit of a revelation after nearly two years of of trying and we're just so super grateful to Greta and Teresa for really helping us figure out what we wanted and also me just letting go of the fear of judgment and judging myself I think um and doing what made us happy rather than like I guess more so me than Craig what I thought that this is just what you do to, to be happy like um so it's been a really crazy uh <laughs> <laughs> two years. Um, and just quickly before we jump in, um, Teresa and Greta are EFT practitioners. So do you guys just want to quickly maybe talk about what that is, if people don't know? Greta, do you wanna do you wanna no. describe it and then I'll jump in? Um, go right ahead. You're you're on the screen, so go right ahead. <laughs> All right. So at a very simple level, it's basically a pattern interrupt. So often 
the brain starts to habitually react to previously stressful thoughts or maybe even very traumatic memories. And it's almost like it gets stuck. And we might start thinking things and acting in ways that don't feel good to us, but it almost feels like we can't help it. We're kind of like possessed by what the brain is doing and what that physiological cascade looks like. So I see EFT as a pretty sneaky way to interrupt that and actually create patterns that serve us because most people don't like feeling out of control. They don't like feeling like their emotions are running the show. And I think why EFT is so amazing is because you get to really take charge and start to practice and give the brain a blueprint of what it actually wants to be creating and and how it actually wants to be thinking. And it's based in Chinese medicine and acupuncture points specifically, which is, I think we're like the, what feels like magic comes in because you're literally tapping on these meridian points, which makes the brain a bit more plastic because we can try and think better all day long. And I think there's kind of toxic positivity in terms of just, you know, just act better. Just, just be in a better mood. Don't get so angry. Don't be so frustrated. Don't assume people are going to judge you, which most people realize, yeah, of course they want that to be the case, but it doesn't actually stick. So EFT is a way of making these, or I should say helping these patterns stick. And I think the most amazing aspect of it is you literally start to feel different. You might be triggered and in that moment, have an awareness where you actually respond differently. So I would say it builds. And that's why as Greta, I'm I'm assuming we'll add, some of these patterns take time and it's almost like we're carving away at them so that we can build in new ones. People do have pretty miraculous, sometimes instantaneous recoveries if you really hit it well, but it's complex. It goes way back to how we were raised. Some of these patterns we may have been conditioned into and we don't even realize it. So a lot of it starts with inquiry. It's basically dumping. It starts with honesty, talking about things that you probably don't want to say. And you maybe have not said on a podcast, you don't share with your friends, but you feel it. You maybe haven't put it into words yet. Tapping helps really express that, move through it and free it from the body too, because that's a big piece of this with some of the symptoms. Kitty, I know you shared about waking up to pee constantly just horrendous even though I was not training like I was doing at one stage I did the training with which we can talk about quickly with Amy where I just did not because I was like I got to I must be the lifting the lifting's too stressful in my body Mm -hmm. even though you're eating so much food and recovering fine and then pulled the training right back eating so much food getting some walking my cycle was the worst it's ever been I was waking up like six times a night to pee I was so anxious which, and of course I wasn't going to fall pregnant, but, you know, after talking to Greta, some thinking back now, part of me thinks that maybe I was so anxious all the time because maybe it wasn't really what I wanted to do. Maybe deep down there was this block going, this is not what you guys want. So anyway, sorry, I interrupt you. Keep going. But- <laughs> well, actually that's not an interruption at all because mm. so many of the shoulds, I should do this to be happy or Ooh, once I have kids, then I'll be happy. We create our own suffering most of the time. So if we can take ourselves out of that prison and live in a way that is actually fulfilling and meaningful, I mean, really that's flexible, that's adaptable. Then it doesn't matter what people think, because as long as you're having a good time, you're feeling good, you can have, you can have joy in that. And even what you said about the training kitty, I shouldn't train. It's too stressful. You've shared in other ways how much you look forward to to it, how much joy you get out of it. So it's forgetting what someone else may have said and thinking about what actually works for you and Mm. being confident enough to actually let that be the case. Greta, what would you add to this? (laughs) No, I think you did a great job of explaining it. That pattern interruption, I use the analogy of it's like a domino effect that's going on inside of the brain. You have an emotion that triggers a thought that triggers a physiological response in the body. And we talk so much about stress or just the emotional response that you have. And when you apply the tapping, you're, it's like taking a domino out of that chain reaction. And so without a lot of energy and effort, sometimes that behavior can stop rather quickly. 
And I also use the explanation of what you were saying, like, instead of shoving down the reality, what's what you're really feeling, not honoring that I said, let's deal with the what is itis. So tapping helps you to deal with what is really there. What is the what is itis? You know, I'm angry. I'm nervous. I'm anxious. I feel like I'm going to be judged. Whatever that emotion is, you're trying to get through your day and you're ignoring it. You're suppressing it. For some women, it comes out in emotional eating. For some, it might come out in explosive reactions to spouses, to children, or you just might not be sleeping well. So I think that tapping is a great tool to help you with the what is itis. So then you can emotionally calibrate, right? You can have a tool that you can feel empowered to be able to handle those emotions and get back into what you were saying, alignment with your soul, with yourself, with feeling happy, with feeling satisfied and fulfilled. And that trumps everything. It's really funny, like, because I've reflected a bit in the last six weeks or have long since we've decided we're not having children anymore. And, um, you know, I've talked to my sister a lot, like I've got a good relationship with my sister and she's really, hey, correct, Craig, like really direct. <laughs> she's awesome. Like, I just love her because she just tells me exactly what she thinks. And she always nearly hits the nail on the head because she's known me too for so long. And, you know, she, we were chatting about it and like my personality, which is, I think it's good in some ways. Cause like our business I'm driven, you know, I enjoy being driven. I enjoy working. Like I think now I'm just so loving our businesses right now. Like everything's growing and you know, it's excite. It's really, it excites us. Like we really get a lot of fulfillment from that. And you know, like you let these people creep into your head going, Oh, you shouldn't be working so much. Like that's not work-life balance. Yeah. You know, and but it's like that's what we enjoy. Like we, our work is not obviously you can't fucking work. You know, seven days a week and have no rest. But we we go to bed at eight thirty every night. You know, <laughs> we make sure we have Sunday. Always have Sunday off. We, you know, it's not like we're idiots who just run ourselves into the ground. But anyway, her and I were chatting about it, and I think, you know, I think back when I sort of thought about having a kid was when Corona hit and all shit was going pear shaped with everyone in our businesses, and I was like, oh okay, well, maybe I need something, like, it's like I needed something else to focus on or this, things aren't going so well, like, in our in our businesses, like, for everyone. Um, but, I mean, it's all, we're awesome now. We came through it, you know, and we learned a lot in that process, uh, in that time. But I think I was like, oh, okay, maybe we should try and have a baby. Like, let's just, what's the next thing that I need to achieve? W- if I be really honest with myself. And like probably some people will judge me because I'm like, that's not a very good reason to have a baby. But, <laughs> you know, like, and I, I just imagine, oh, we, we'll be this perfect little family. Like we'll have these amazing businesses and we'll have this great baby or two kids and we'll be doing it all and having it all. And like, that's just ridiculous. Like that's not a good reason to want to have a baby. Like you shouldn't want to have a baby because you really want to have kids. And like the more, and I've talked to a good friend of ours, Carol, a lot about it. She's a psychotherapist. And she's like, Kitty, kids, you have to be selfless. Like you will sacrifice. And it's so interesting. I really picked it up when I've been talking to women when joining our program and they talk about having kids. Like this one lady, I said, oh, I completely lost myself for like six years. And, you know, you have to sacrifice everything. And I'm not saying that everyone's like this, but it just, you know, like obviously you have to sacrifice. And it's, did I really want to sacrifice that? And deep down it's no. But I think I was afraid to go, I want to be fucking selfish. (laughs) We want to be selfish. We like, you know, going to bed at 8.30 and waking up and doing our training and working on our businesses and going out for breakfast and like, but how could you want that more than the love of a child? I think it was that judgment of judging myself rather than going like we're living, we were living our best life up until I decided that we needed to do this thing to make me maybe another level of happiness or that another achievement to you know so it was just interesting and then obviously since and we'll talk more about how it happened but since we've decided we're not having kids it's like this been amazing like Craig's like oh you've just shifted your energy you're back in alignment again you know you're training you're doing what you want with your training you're feeling good like having awesome sex again it's just we both like are just saying how happy we feel and I went to the, one of my mates good friends um her little daughter's turn turn three you know, it's a kid's party. This was on the weekend and there's heaps of kids there. And one of my other friends, Leela, messaged me and she's like, oh, how'd you feel going to the party? Like, like, were you okay? And I'm like, oh, I was totally fine. I felt nothing except like, oh, great to be there. And all oh, the kids are so cute, but I didn't have any sadness or, and it just really reaffirmed for me that we'd made the right decision, you know, and I feel really happy and good about that. So I don't know, like I think uh, anyway, so let's, 
I won't rehash the whole story because there's two podcasts before this if you feel like you want to go and listen to them. <laughs> Not everyone just wants to listen to me crap on about us trying for a kid. But I think like um, maybe I think where it got to is we – because Emma, Emma, my business partner, who you guys will all know, she's been amazing through this process too. And like she, she's, we sort of got to the point, she's like, have you thought about IVF, Kitty? And I was like, no, oh, I just, I don't want to do it. I just, it doesn't feel, I don't know. I just had this feeling like I didn't, when she's like, because Emma loves kids. She loves, she's like the, like the fairy god mother. I reckon, hey, Craig, like she's like the, oh, you yeah. know. And she, I think she just always thought, oh, you guys would just be great parents. It's never like she was pushy saying we should have kids, but always obviously she loves to have, have, having her kids. So she always talks about them and she's like, you guys be great parents. And she's like, look, you know, she's like, you've done everything. You've supported your body. It's not like you're eating 1200 calories and then, you know, training seven days a week and you want to go and do IVF. She's like, I think it's a great something there for people who maybe potentially couldn't have a baby. Like, would you consider it? And I sort of like, you know, this was like, you know, 18, getting close to the nearly two years. Like this was like a couple of few months ago. And I talked to Craig about it and I was like, okay, let's just do this IVF. Like this is it now, you know, we've tried for so long. Like if we don't try this and we haven't tried everything sort of thinking like I have to keep going. Um, and uh, that's when, and maybe pedal back, Craig started working with Teresa. Do you want to talk about why he started working with Teresa? Does that all sort of come into the story of what happened when you dropped the bombshell on me and then... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, one of the things that's sort of always um, bothered me is that I've had a really, really short fuse with really, really dumb stuff. Like if the, the, when the business wasn't doing well or, you know, if like the house was on fire or anything, I could be like, okay, this is what's happening and I could be quite calculated and reasonable about that. But then when... Henry, Henry does a pay on the floor. <laughs> Henry, our little sausage dog, fucking takes a shit on the ground just after you've taken him out to do a shit. Um, that sort of stuff would just drive me bonkers. And I would, and as Teresa would sort of say, it's just like, it's okay to get angry, but we've just got to work on dialing the intensity of the anger down for something like that, <laughs> which was a really good term. Cause I'm just like, it, it was an overreaction and, and any things like that would just, you know, uh, w- the, and, and like, one of the things we, we would sort of talk about is, is like, you know, if you were sort of had that out of body experience and you were looking at yourself having this sort of reaction, what would you be like, man, that dude's a fucking psycho. Like he, he needs to take a chill bill. Right. And uh, it wasn't even anger. It was just like rage at that point. And we kind of went down that rabbit hole and kind of differentiated, you know, the rage thing. And then you know, cut a long story short, it, it all comes back to childhood because this is what my father used to do. Right. And he used to make me feel a certain way and I don't want to make this about me and the the dad issues but but it, it it really did stem a lot from that and you know when I ultimately thought about it like uh he he just he probably was someone who shouldn't have had kids because he just really wasn't you know built to be a, a nurturer everything was very hard he had a very hard life and it, and it was just and it's the more and more we explored this the more and more I realized that I've ad- adopted a lot of those things and that really, really bothered me. And, uh, you know, the more we sort of went on it and, and, you know, the more I could sort of, you know, see Kitty um, struggling with this. And I was starting to get quite frustrated because of the fact that, you know, Kitty's always a very happy, very energetic, positive sort of person. And she was becoming the very opposite of that. And I was starting to be uh, annoyed from the fact that there was nothing that I could say or do that could help her in any way, which really frustrated me because that's something that I take a a lot of pride in doing, obviously with what we do with the businesses is like, I really want to be that person who can break through and help people. And, you know, um, you know, and, and, and it was just, just at that point where I was just like, you know, what is really going on here? Why is this just going to, how it's going to be like, it's been two years of like, all right, Craig, it's that time of the month. Come on, come and fuck me, basically. And I'm just like, I'm not 18 years old anymore. I can't just like wait for the wind to blow and my dick gets really hard and let's 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 get onto it. It's it's there's got to be some sort of and you just remember, Craig, the, the like in, of, towards the end, sorry, you know, like when we were like it was time because this is how sh- shit I got to and how like 
how much I think I just maybe it was getting towards I didn't want to do it anymore is like, you know, you'd be tracking your cycle and you get to the fertile window, you're looking for fucking cervical mix, like shit. And then we'd have sex a couple of times and then it would get to the last day and we'd both be tired and I'd be like, okay, let's do it. And he'd be like, okay, let's, he'd sort of, you know, I'm telling him eight eight o'clock at night and he's tired, but but you'd always be amazing. You'd be like, no, 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 just give me fucking 10 minutes to get it. You know, like let's warm up to it. And then I, I just would end up crying. I'm like, nah, I don't want to do it. And then I'd be like, you know, this, um, like not victim, but that's not the right word, but like helpless. I'd cry Mm. and go, it's pointless. Yeah. Let's not have sex. It's pointless. It's never going to work. It's not going to work. It hasn't worked for like however long we've been trying. And I just, I don't want to do it. And then I'd just cry and cry. <laughs> yeah. And that would usually be after I'd spent the 10 minutes ready yeah. to get it on. And I'm just like, dude, this is I'm ready. I'm ready. Situation. <laughs> what do I even say here? Like, I'm usually not too short of words, but I'm like, uh, should I, do you want me to hug you? Or do you want, like, I just, okay, I'm just going to lay beside you, whatever. And, you know, like the more and more that goes on, it's just like, it's not, we didn't exhaust that effort. I mean, that was two years of, of, of that well, we went through stages like we we had yeah, times it, where we went through like three or four month periods where we didn't try and yeah. everything got better hey i yeah. slept through the night my yeah. cycle improved i was happy again you yeah. know it was like it was and then as soon as we i mean i got better towards the end but still it was that underlying anxiety constant underlying anxiety hey craig yeah yeah, yeah. and then i think it, it had just been so long and i'm you know obviously during that towards the end there, I'd sort of started working with Teresa and what started out as, you know, I guess, anger management issues to a degree, kind of, you know, like you, you peel the layers of the onion back and you, you realize there's just more and more that you unpack. And uh, it created a, a lot of awareness. I think that's a word that we kind of use quite a lot around, you know, things. This is like, I, I grew this awareness around my behavior and how I'm looking at things and, you know, really exploring ultimately what makes me happy and what, what I need to do in order to kind of find that inner peace a little bit more. And um, it literally just got to the stage where it was working. And I think you know, Kitty had been sort of talking to Emma and she was like, all right, we're going to do this IVF thing. Like we're going to go into it. And I was like, I need to chat to you. Come and have a seat. How did you, Teresa, what was that session like? Maybe you can talk about that, how you guys got, remember I messaged you? You poor thing, you probably were thinking, oh, my God. Like, like, <laughs> it was a nice message. It wasn't song, anything, yeah. you know, but how did that session go? How did you guys get to that with the tapping? You know, I think that session actually, Craig, correct me if I'm wrong, but I was just asking questions. I don't think we even tapped that session, but no, no, it was you're right. it was starting to understand how do you actually want to feel? And I know... A lot of the thinking is what, like you were saying, if we had kids, then we'd be at this happy, perfect family. But I'm more interested in how do you want to feel right now? You might not even live to next year. So I like to focus on all that we have, which is right now, what's in our control. So I think that session, I was just asking Craig about what does he appreciate? What are the things in his life that bring him that sense of peacefulness, that sense of joy, that sense of playfulness connection none of that had to do with children in fact when we were talking about one of your friends whose names we won't mention yes there was a sense of dread and i mean a sense of overwhelm and a sense of almost this idea of feeling trapped like you know once you have these kids you you can't just give them back and i think having that awareness before you embark on becoming a parent is huge because like Craig mentioned, some people maybe should not be parents. They're maybe doing it for the wrong reasons or they're not coming at it from a place of love or selflessness. And we might know what that feels like and not want to recreate that. And I think that's actually giving the world a gift when you show up from a place of not being selfish. Kitty, I know you use the word selfish, but really being aware of how you can best serve the people that you want to help. You wouldn't be able to do that if you felt burdened, if you felt like you were doing what you should do, but not what you actually want to do. So Craig, do you remember any of the questions I asked you on that call? Because it did feel, it felt momentous. I remember getting off the call and just being like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. But, you know, also feeling this sense of peacefulness because my job is not to steer someone towards what I think they should want. Mm. It's to 
ask the right questions so that they find their own truth. And I think there is something to be said about when you know something, you can't help but feel that sense of settling, that sense of, wow. And I remember as soon as we got off that call, I mean, before we even said goodbye, I remember Craig had this sense of calmness and certainty that I hadn't seen before. So I was curious to see how the conversation would go over the weekend. And I was excited to see what that might open up. And just hearing Kitty about what you were sharing openly about how much stress you were under and how it was impacting you. There was a mismatch. It was very clear. Something was not right. Someone else's ideas were seeping into the way you two were going about this. Mm. So really unraveling that enough to have that simple solution of, wait a second, what if the happiness and joy that you seek is already available to you? What if it's not tied up in having this so-called perfect family? What if it's celebrating the fact that you like to work hard, you like training hard, you like having your days look a certain way? Can we just embrace that and you know celebrate more of that and let that be a structure to expand upon? Mm. Yeah, no, that's, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly how it was just a, a line of questioning that just kind of, you know, kept basically pushing me back to it. It's like, but what, what is ultimately going to make you happy? And it's just like this, it was like, well, why wouldn't you be doing that? And ultimately it was always because of, there was an expectations of this is what you should be doing, or you've got people around you who are now doing this. So maybe we should do it too. And the more and more I think about the, the things that we've kind of gone through, you know, whether it's in a business or a relationship, um, it's been quite an unconventional approach to, I guess, the societal norm. And I think when you're, you know, certainly my family are very much that, like my, my, my mom and all, like all our extended family, it was just like, they all had their kids when they were in their mid twenties, you know, and they've, you know, some of their kids are already getting close to potential and it's just like this thing. And that's what you grow up and that's just how it should be. And at no point did it ever really, that just never interested me like at all. I never, ever got the excitement of just going, yep, that's, that's going to be me one day. It was just never, ever there. And, you know, you know, I sort of mentioned about my dad earlier should have been one of those people. And I just wonder if, if deep down, if that was potentially the sort of the case as well. And look, I, I don't want this to be about, you know, me saying, you know, to people that shouldn't have kids or anything, please don't take that the wrong way. Like it, it, this, this took a lot of uh, questioning and me being really, really honest with myself about what I wanted as a person. And, you know, people might, might say it's selfish or whatever it is, but I'm like, I know where I'm at and it's, it would be uh, irresponsible of me to go to that length, knowing deep down that that's not what I really wanted. I wouldn't be honest with myself and I would hate to be in a situation where any type of resentment would ever come up towards this person, because it's like my, my always, I guess, um, uh, belief with it is that if you have kids, you owe them everything and they don't owe you anything. And I often see people, it's just like, I do this for my kids and they don't do this and whatever. And I'm like, that is the decision you made, regardless of how considerate or respectful or whatever they are, that's irrelevant. You have to give them everything until they're on their own and capable of doing whatever it is. And it was just, do I ever want to feel like, do I ever want to have those moments of that? And it was just like, it was just, it was a hard fucking no, a hard fucking no. Right. So we ended up just, you know, the more and more we created that awareness and, and Teresa was just asking those questions. It was just like, once I actually got to the rock bottom of just going, this is just me. This is how it has to be. Okay, cool. The next thing I need to do is just have that really honest conversation with Kit. And then we sat down and I was just like, <laughs> but wait, wait, wait. So we talked about, okay, like I talked to Emma, right. Going to go, let's, let's let's go see the, the, the fertility specialist you know do the IVF and so I'd made the appointment um to go and chat with her about it and um I was like getting ready to and but the thing is once we decided to that we we're going to do the IVF I felt fucking anxious again yeah so much anxiety has wasn't like sleeping sweet. again yeah. again straight yeah. away I was just like because yeah. I think 
I don't know, I was like, maybe I didn't really want it or I was just thinking about mm-hmm. this might not work and what I know what this process, like how's it going to work and like just I wasn't feeling good about it and I'm just feeling, ang- and I was thinking to myself, if you really wanted this and this was like the, the path that you were supposed to do, wouldn't you feel happy? Like you feel relief that maybe there's some sol- the solution here, you know, some very solution orientated and it could potentially work and you could have a baby, but I just felt this anxiety again. And so like I'm getting ready to go to the appointment I'm in the kitchen, just like getting, you know, I don't know, doing something. And Craig just looks up from the table and he's like, I, I need, I need to tell you something. Mm. Okay, go tell me. And then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, was, it was pretty straightforward. Eh? Like, get ready to go. I'm like, I just, I don't want to have kids. That's like, how you told her, Craig? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. what? Well, yeah, yeah. I, I just it it's I, I didn't want to fluff around. I needed to say it very clearly so she she understood straight away. I'm like, I'm not gonna do this, you know, hold your hand and be whatever, because it's like it's been two years of trying to manage this and I need to cut this off at the fucking knees right now. <laughs> okay. I said to him, be honest, because I'm like, I want you to be completely honest with me about how you're feeling. I didn't want him to sugarcoat it. No. And he's like, and oh, I just I just knew that's that's how I feel. And I just knew that you you in from every sense, you absolutely did not want to go to that appointment. There was every part of you it was so obvious and, and you can't hide stuff. You are someone who is, <laughs> we're, we're on here doing a podcast talking about how, like, like it's just, you, and it's just so obvious. So it was like, let's just make this decision now. No, we had a bit of a blow up about it because I was, I started crying, obviously. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me this two years ago? We could have not wasted two years, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you know what he said to me? And after I reflected, I'm like, he's so right. He said, that wouldn't have been enough for you. You would have done it anyway. And you know, you feel a bit shit about it when someone says something to you, you know, is true. And I was like, fuck. He's, and after like a few days later, I said to him, you know what? You're so right. I'm so sorry. You're right. I do bulldoze everyone sometimes and for what I want it's like if I decide I'm going to do something can achieve something it's like and I'm like that's so shit like that's so shit that he's right judging myself obviously but it is shit like how could and you would have done it too Craig because I think you love me so much and you're like you if you really want a baby I can compromise because I love you and I want you to have what you want yeah yeah and 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 that came up actually Yeah. yeah it did yeah 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 and I remember thinking, ooh, we've entered this kind of murky territory because it was said and done. And then all of a sudden it was, well, but if Kitty got pregnant, then we would have the kid. And it was a moment of having to maybe ask more of some of the same questions, but in different ways. Because again, your brain might try and have you settle. It might, and it comes from a really protective place too. For example, Craig, your love for Kitty, you want her to have what she wants to be happy. So it's almost this moment of, okay, I'll put my needs aside so that I can do this for her. But again, part of this type of practice, part of this inquiry, part of what makes tapping kind of fun is realizing that everyone is happier when you honor your own needs. There doesn't need to be any sense of pretending or, you know, kind of quieting certain desires just because again you think you should so that was really interesting to witness and experience and just seeing the changes over a couple of weeks again it takes time sometimes for both people it's it's not really just us solving all of our problems in our heads and you know getting somewhere better it's realizing that oftentimes they are relationships that need work but you get to maybe shift something in your own thinking and then the relationship as a nice added bonus improves. Yeah. So, so then I was like, Oh, I'm just going to go anyway. And, or I think before then I'd message Greta saying, let's do some tapping sessions to help me because we're going to do this IVF and I'm feeling so anxious, anxious about it. I need you to help me like be okay with it basically. And so I went to the appointment anyway. And then on the way back, I was thinking like, Oh, it's all right. I can just convince Craig. (laughs) <laughs> and I sort of did, didn't I, for a bit until I did the yeah. sessions with Greta because in my, in my mind I was like, we can't stop now. We can't stop now. Like we've done so much and like I don't quit. I, I would disagree with that. I, I don't, you didn't convince me. No, but I was trying. I was trying. trying. I was trying, trying but I was trying. But it, I mean, what I'm saying in my mind, I was like, okay, I can convince him. It's okay. I can convince him. 
in my mind, that's what I was thinking. But I, you know, and then obviously I, we did started doing the sessions with Gerda and that's when it all started. Anyway, let's talk about this now, how you helped me. Like, I don't even know. I got, got on, I don't know. I didn't even know where to start, how we. I think a big part of it is having that place and support for you to be able to process all these emotions. You are such a, an achiever. You are such a go-getter and it's vulnerability, right? A place to show that. And yeah, you have it with Craig, but, you know, dealing with your own emotions outside of him. So you can come to the relationship in an improved, better place, sharing the best part of you. So having that place to be able to really, without the influence or the noise of anybody else that was around, very similar process to what Craig experienced. I call it belief busting. There are stories that are going on inside of your, uh, inside of your brain every single day that are holding up, you know, what you're seeing and experiencing in reality. You're telling yourself these stories and nobody else knows them but you. And then you're having an emotional response to them. And it's just a cycle of a hamster wheel. So getting that out, I think I, it was just providing you that safe space, right? To be mm. able to go down that same thought process, very identical. And what you were perceiving as being judged by others, not succeeding, like having a place to just process all of that. Yeah, and you, because I remember you said to me, you're like, so like, these weren't your exact words, obviously, just, you know, <laughs> why do you have to do the RVF? Because I was like, I have to do it. And you're yeah. like, why, why do you have to do it? And I'm like, well, because otherwise the last two years have been a waste. <laughs> you said that, yeah. We have to keep going. Like, and you helped me really unpack that and realize, you know, like, I don't know if you said this or something, you know, so I was thinking about like our business, how many mistakes and things have we done in our business that haven't actually turned out how we wanted them to turn out or we've pivoted and realized that's not what we really wanted to do. And it wasn't a waste. It was just an experience, you know? Um, and I think for me, I was like, I've just wasted two years, which is unlike me. Cause usually, Hey Craig, like in our business, I'm like, if we make mistakes, I'm like, doesn't matter. We made a mistake. We just learn, we move forward. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but this, I was really, and you really helped me realize that, no, it's okay, mm -hmm. you know? And I remember you asked me, like, so let's just, again, these are not your exact words, but let's, like, <laughs> let's fast forward 10 years and let's think about, okay, you don't have kids. You and Craig don't have kids. What's your life going to look like? And I was like, oh, New Strength will be doing this and Saturday will be doing this and I'll probably, like, winning some powerlifting competition. <laughs> She's like, so you sound like you're going to be, you're going to be pretty happy, right? And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. And I think the other thing you really had to like, I think, push me, not push, not the right word, but dig deep and ask lots of questions to get me to really admit that I'm like, I'm just afraid of judgment, <laughs> that people are going to judge me, you know, and I'm not living. And again, like the whole thing around, like, I think also too, I was afraid to admit that also I like being an athlete. I like it. That's what I fucking like. I like being strong. I like looking a certain way. I like being in shape. It's not like I do it in an unhealthy way. Like Craig's like, you're the most fucking consistent person I know. You prep all your food. You go to bed early. You know, you take days off from your training when you need it. It's not like you, you know, but you enjoy that. And I was living out of alignment with that. And I was okay with, you know, putting the body fat on if it was going to get me that what I wanted, which was if we were going to have a baby and I was fine. I'm like, I don't care about falling pregnant and putting all this weight on. And that's part of the process, which will be cool. But I felt mm -hmm. like I was living in this constant, like not really training hard, like sort of, but you know, keep thinking of you training too hard, you know, putting the body fat on. So, you know, not that I got really fat, but just like there's like, a lot of my clothes in my wardrobe didn't fit anymore, which was fine if it was going to be getting me to what I wanted. But I just constantly felt like I was living in this place of, you know, I don't, for two years, I didn't have any training goals at all. And some part of it, I didn't even train. And I kept punishing myself going, why can't you be okay with this? Why can't you be okay with this? Like you should be, what's wrong with you? Like, whereas I'm like, it's all right. And you were like, Kitty, it's okay to feel like that. You're just judging yourself, judging, judging so much judgment, you know? Um, and yeah, I know. So you could jump in if you want to say you're absolutely right. And that continuing to, to deny that and keep pushing towards the goal is what you do. And that, again, like you said, is a great positive attribute that you have. But in the flip side, it was working against you 
you know, in this scenario and not having a place to be able to just honor your emotions, release them, let them move through your body. So you get that clarity, right? That clarity is golden of when you can tap in to how you really feel. And then the decisions come easier, right? It became so clear to you. Mm. Once Once we opened up the space for you to cancel out all that noise, tell your brain and your body to relax, and it becomes more abundantly clear. You're, you get clarity, you get calm, you get peace of mind. And that's where you want to make the decision from, right? Mm-hmm. Not in the panic, not in the energy of, you know, living someone else's life, essentially, right? Some people that I work with go a lifetime and don't, they don't realize that. And they wake up one day and they realize I have just built and created a life that isn't even for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think there's the judgment too. Like I was really scared, like, like as an example, you know, we have women come into a program all the time that fall pregnant. Like we've had mm-hmm. lots of wow babies and here I am. Can't do it. I can't do it. Everyone's going to judge me. I'm judging myself. <laughs> and it's that, that dynamic that we talk about that there was, you were doing everything right, but it was the energy, the alignment, the emotion that was out of balance for both you and Craig. And no wonder a baby wasn't coming. Mm. Right. Because underneath it wasn't a match for you. Mm. And, you know, that when, you know, women are training or they're, they're doing everything right. And they're ignoring that emotional component. Right. It's such a big factor and it's hard to put your thumb on that. And I just Mm. feel that the tapping is a way that can, can get to those, you know, variables that are, that are hard to track on paper. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And can make you crazy. And so, I think too, doing like do, doing the IVF, that just felt like the last pushing, like that's the real pushing super hard. And I just thought I can't do it. Like I just, you know, like we, you and I talked about like one thing. And it's interesting, Craig and I saying how we were drawn to two people that also, I don't know if you, oh, you guys obviously don't have kids, but whether or not you want them. But it's just interesting that we were drawn to you guys. <laughs> not that you guys have ever said to us, don't have kids, but you know, like it, it's, and you said to one thing you said to me, Greta, you know, cause I was like, oh, do I really want them? I don't know. Maybe it's just cause I don't want to be alone when, <laughs> when I'm old, but is that a really good reason? Mm. And like, you know, you, you, you might not even get along with your kids or whatever, but the thing is it just didn't happen. And the more I tried to force it, the worse my health got, the worse my anxiety got, you know? So you said to me, like, if it's meant to be, like it, it will choose you. And I'm like, that really, that just made me feel better. You know, like yeah. I just like, you're so right. And it just allowed me to just let go of everything and go like, you guys have a great life. Like we have, have a great life and we love our life and we love each other. And, you know, I think it just being able to let go of all that and just focus, like before we just started to try to have a kid, like we never even talked about it the whole time we were together. It was just this unspoken thing of, we're not having kids really. Hey, Craig, until it got to this point. And then I just was miserable, <laughs> not miserable, but like, you know, for two years I was pretty feeling pretty shit Different. and, and yeah. And um, yeah, it's just, yeah. And anyway, so since, since we did, did all the tapping and like the last, I don't know, it's been seven weeks, I think since we decided and like, we've, I've just been so happy. And Craig's been so happy. Like we, in the day of the week, I'm like, oh, just kept saying to her, I feel so happy. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing is worth sacrificing that for. Yeah. yeah. Some, it is amazing. Right. And just, you know, I'm like, just it'd be good to do this. Like we'll finally release this so we can just, you know, like move on now. And, um, yeah. you know, and it's, it's like you guys just helped us so much. Like we're so grateful. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I, you know, it's just being able to help you to get that clarity, right. And see the 180 as Craig was talking about and change in your life is so fulfilling. Mm. I mean, that's what it's about when you can see someone, you know, regain their power in their life. I mean, it's priceless. Yeah. It's cool. Oh, you go Tracy. Oh, I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt, but what you just said before about kind of like the IVF felt like white knuckling, just like more forcing more of that intense struggle it's so backwards because it might maybe it's just the way we've been conditioned but there's this funny idea that things have to be really hard and really stressful and you really have to grind so that on the other side you will be able to be relaxed on the other side you'll find that happiness but if we reverse it 
it simplifies everything. You think about what's the end goal. And this applies to, I mean, even the way you coach with your, with strength training, think about the end goal. Can you enjoy the process as your body changes? Can you enjoy living your life as you have this end goal? That's again, that's what I'm interested in. We don't need to white knuckle or pretend or force or stress our way to get anywhere. We don't mm-hmm. have that much time. We might as well enjoy it. <laughs> I always say the en- energy in which anything is created in will be the energy that it's experienced in. There yes. is no happy ending to an unhappy journey. <laughs> it's so funny yeah, too. Like all, all, the, all the people that we've talked to, like our close friends who know us well, and, you know, like we've just been really honest with them and they're like, oh, I think you guys made the right decision. Like you just seem so much happier and you're just in alignment again. And, you know, like now, which is really cool because like now I've got some good body composition and strength goals again. So like I'll, we'll record another podcast about what, what I'm doing. So I've just handed the reins over to Craig. He's like, don't fucking argue with me, right? You have to follow the process and do. You're like the worst client ever. Because he's like, what, what do you want to be? I'm like. I just want to be the most strongest jacked pal with, he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> just laughing. But anyway, we've, we've set up, a, he's set me up a new program, some new goals, which we've been working through, about, which makes me feel better again too, you know, like, cause I've got these, I was like, just enjoy the process. You know, I've just had four days off lifting now cause I was doing a deload and which was really good. I, I needed it cause I was tired and I've, but now today I've woke up thinking oh, I feel ready to go up to train. I'm so excited to train again. Um, and that really excites me and I'm okay with that now. I'm okay. It's okay Kitty, to say that you're excited about that's what you enjoy. Kitty, can I ask you a personal question? Of course. <laughs> what happened to that fear of judgment after your process and tapping and starting to realize, wait a second, whoa, I'm even scared to admit that I'm worried people are going to judge me. Where is that fear now? It's gone because I feel happy because I, th- I think I think I was like, oh, there was one. What, I just want to circle back because this relates to this is there was after we'd made the decision and I remember telling Greta about it on our next call, there was one day where I felt really sad. Mm-hmm. Like I got up in the morning and I sat down at the table and I was just crying and crying and Craig sat down with me and I looked up at him and I, I said, do you know what? I said, even though I'm feeling so fucking sad, I said, it's so much better than feeling anxious. <laughs> yeah. I was like laughing going, oh, this is the best. Cause I know like the sadness will pass. I just have to feel it. And I feel good that we've made a decision and I just feel like I'm sad because we're closing the door. But literally the next day I woke up, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm happy again. <laughs> like it was that quick. But you know, like Greta said to me and some other friend, like you've been processing this for a long time. Like, it's not like it's been just overnight. Um, and I think, uh, and it, it's been like seven weeks, but we didn't record this podcast straight away. Cause I think I was just feeling so happy that I think of a fuck what people think <laughs> anymore. <laughs> That's great. I don't care if they judge me cause I'm happy. I'm happy. I love our life. I'm happy doing our, bus- our businesses training again. Like I just don't care cause people are going to judge me anyway. So I, I remember saying, Kitty, you're allowed to want what you want. Yeah. And what is that? You're allowed to want what you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's awesome. And we're just like living <laughs> our best lives, you know? Um, and like, you know, my dad and I've had some good conversations and he's very, how would you describe my dad, Craig? Very practical and pragmatic and like, yes. You know, he's like, Kit, you know, there's always going to be awesome. good. And, he's a great good, man. Yeah. <laughs> good and bad things to both. And there's some real great positives to not having kids, but then there's also some things that you'll miss out on, but you have to choose your path and you live your best life. Like he said to me, when I told him that we decided, he's like, good, I'm glad mm. that you're happy now. And like, you guys have made a decision and you can live your best life without kids. Like, you know, um, so he's really, you know, he's. We always, he, he, we always joke because when you ask him a question like that, he, he sort of looks up for a minute and he thinks about it and he's like, well, there's a few reasons. <laughs> number one, and he explains it in great detail. And number two, right about, so ultimately it's going to, it's all very like. Logical like, and he's like practical. like a fucking and... robot actually. Yeah. <laughs> he's really, uh, he's really good. But, but, you know, I, I, again, you, you're, like when we'd have a few conversations with him, he was just like, like today. And often when we would catch up with him, it was when your sister was there and the sort of other people was just like, you know, we've got these opportunities here. I'm with you guys, with my kids. And then the grandkids are here. These are, these are times that are really good because it's, it's absolutely fantastic to be a grandparent in these times, but he's just like, it's one moment in time. 
we're here for three or four hours doing this. And he's just like, then Lita and I will go home and we'll just do what we're doing as we're retired people. So he's just like, you know, you've got to think of it in the big picture and not at just these moments in time. Because ultimately when you would, you know, when I would have conversations with other people, it was always, they would always just talk about moments in time. It's really good when you take your, your kids to like soccer practice and stuff, you know, they're, they're great <laughs> moments. Do you know what I mean? And, I, and I'm like, I'm, I'm sure they are, you know, and, and I do have some friends who, who are like that. And it's just like, you are absolutely doing what you can see how much joy that they talk about with those. And you can see, you know, um, the, the, the friend example here we, we used earlier on, uh, his wife, one of the most beautiful people you'd ever meet. She's absolutely fantastic. She is a mother. Holy fuck. If there was ever a mother, right. She <laughs> is living her best life being that. And it's absolutely wonderful to see. But when I like, again, come back to us and being that selfish thing, when I think I'm like, I don't have any of that. So it would be totally incongruent to try and become that version when I have no base or no foundational substance there <laughs> to actually build upon that. Like it would, it just wasn't there. And, uh, you know, from that perspective, I just, I think I would do that uh, a disservice in the long run. Not to say that I would be a bad father, but I just, it wouldn't be everything. And I think we can look at that with just about any aspect within your life. You know, if you really want something, you'll obsess about it, you'll go all in with it and you'll be really successful, regardless of what it is. You know, if you put in the work, you will be successful at something, but whether you get fulfillment out of it, that is a completely different scenario, right? So it's like success is ultimately getting what you want. Fulfillment is ultimately doing that thing that you're meant to do. Does parenthood, you know, is that sort of the same thing? Because people are like, yeah, but I'm doing this. I have this great career, but I'm also a parent. Okay, cool. But are you getting the absolute fulfillment from both? Maybe people, there are a lot of people that do. And it's hey, like, I know, it, I know, I know. You know and the people I that I use, what, like, they are I'm absolutely just... examples of that. But again, for me, I was just looking at there are moments in time that would be cool. But as we also know, there's a lot of moments, especially when raising kids, <laughs> that probably aren't that great. Right. So it's just like, you've got to take the whole thing. And where is it? Is it a, is it a, you know, I think, I think it might have been Greta, you sort of said, if it's, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a hell no or, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Because you can't give them back, like you, they're the rest yeah. of the life. It's not like you can just yeah. change your mind. And but look, at yeah. the end of the day, it didn't happen for us. It mm. didn't happen. Mm. And that's you know. And it's like I just think now. Well, maybe the universe is telling me something. And regardless, I just feel happy now, and I'm going to have the best life without kids. And yes, we will miss out on things. Like mm. we'll miss out on having like my dad the conversation with me. But I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Like I've accepted that and I'm just going to, and look, we've got nephews. <laughs> or you say, Teresa, she's got a finger on her lip. Well, at, the way you phrase that, we'll miss yeah. out on things. I'm wondering, is that true? What? Oh, you know, I just mean like those experiences. We've never experienced that, but that's okay. Like we'll experience other things. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. I mean, the feeling that you think those experiences would give you, what, what do you think is resting underneath that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's because I, I actually really enjoy my parents and spending time with them. And I love my sister and my family. Like we've got a good, like I'm close with my sister and my brother. And, but like you say, we only see them. Like, it's not like we spend a ton of time with them. We'd see them probably once a month. Oh, if that. Yeah. Like, cause we're all busy. Like we chat and we message, we have this group message that we have. And like my brother's, um, it's come back from Chile he married a Chilean woman, had two kids and they've come back and they're actually living with my parents for a year while he studies. Um, and she's cleaning our house now. So she Ben's like, oh, could she clean your house instead of your cleaner? And she's doing my sister's um, house. And like, so we don't see them. Yeah. That, that much. I don't even know. I just, yeah, you're right. Like, I think I'm just saying that is an experience that I, we won't experience having a kid. But that's okay. Like, I, mean, I don't feel like, oh, my God, I'm so sad. And, you know, like, I just think it's just a fact. And But mm-hmm. there's lots of other things that we'll experience. Like, Ben, Ben's like to me, like, he's really honest, eh, Craig, about the kids. Like, he's like, oh. Both your like, siblings are very. Oh, they're so. Rachel's. People. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's like, obviously, I'd never give it back, give him back. But she's like. It's like it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah she-, <laughs> she loves her son. <laughs> But, you know, like I have a few friends that are really honest about kids and go like, you know, um, 
because I think not many women would ever say that, but they may not even feel like, you know, like I'm not saying that some women would feel like they want to give their kids back, but, you know, he's like, oh, kitty, it's just so hard. Like I'm so tired all the time, you know, I've got no money, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you might be missing out on something, but I, Craig, I remember asking you this too, thinking about what does this open up space for? If not this, then what? Mm. And I mean, you talked about how excited you were to spend your life with Kitty, with this sense of being able to travel wherever you wanted, to be able to just have that flexibility. And you lit up. You were so sparkly that day. Mm. And in between those sessions of kind of fueling that excitement, that's when I started to notice, and you were sharing, the anger didn't feel like such a big deal. And I really see it as the anger is just a symptom of something we're suppressing something. So it's like you try and package it away and it pops out somewhere else, but we want to celebrate the fact that the anger is to make sure that you are not lying to yourself, that you're not living this artificial life of what you think it should look like. So thank goodness for these emotions that maybe we've been told are not good, but I like to celebrate them and maybe lean in and and think about what's, what's actually trying to come to the surface here. And same with Kitty, maybe, it's almost like your body was trying to protect you. It's like, she doesn't actually want to be a mom. We're going to make sure of it. Well, just the more I tried, the worse it got. Like I've never, I actually thought something was wrong with me. Like I was like, wait, cause I was like, how is this? But obviously you're knowing it's the anxiety, like peeing six times a day, six times a night cycle started turning up at 22 days spotting. And this is when I wasn't training. I was doing this like mobility program with um, uh, my friend, um, Amy, we're actually doing a podcast together next who's she's awesome. Um, and so like it, it was the worst it ever was with the, mm-hmm. because my, the emotional, it just, do you know what one thing I was thinking about? I, yeah, I'm really, truly grateful for this experience because it's made me realize the effect emotional stress can have on your body, regardless of what you're doing with your training and nutrition. If you're doing all, you're getting sun, you're walking, you're, you're trying to sleep, you're eating all the food, getting all the nutrients in. If you're emotionally stressed, your cortisol is just pumping all the time. So this is where I think, and this is like, why I'd recommend anyone who has past trauma and who's trying to heal like their physical body, but there's emotional shit going on, contact these guys. Like, honestly, it will be fucking life changing (laughs) because you can do everything right. And I think both of them are important because you can't, like, I think if you're being a dickhead and eating 1200 calories, but you're still emotionally all good, that shit's not going to be, you know, like that's not going to help you either. Like do it all in, 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 in together. But I think, yeah, I was just like, this just, and I still talk about it. Hey, with you, Craig, I'm like, it just amazes me. Mm. Like because as soon you, as we made that decision. That, that rabbit hole, you were getting all the blood tests. You were doing, you know, you saw a few different endos. You, you, you know, like you, you had all these things that you went through and like, it was just like, obviously that was just like, look, everything looks really good. Like you, you've got certainly for your stress. Eggs, all of your, your, your eggs, actually the quality is really, really good. And it's just like, you know, and then from my end, like you can check out everything was really, really good. And, you know, obviously we were consulting with Emma and, and Georgie and, and like all these people who we know uh, who understand this stuff on a deep level. And it was just like, there's absolutely no reason. But it was the stress, the stress. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Obviously like cycle turning up at 22 days and spotting, you ain't going to fall pregnant doing yeah. that, like pissing 12 times a day. Mm. And it literally instantly when we would have the breaks, this like this huge weight would come off me and I would sleep again like literally within a couple of days and nothing else had changed. And it was just, and it didn't matter, like do the tapping, it sort of helped do the, you know, do the breath work, do all these things, but it just never resolved the underlying issue. I think that's why I continued to, you know, like feel the way that I did. And as soon as we resolved it, you know, but I feel like you guys, it's a bit like therapy too. (laughs) I feel like. Yeah. I know it's not therapy, but it felt like it to me, like the tapping, but it really helped like the talking as well and getting to the root, like being really honest about how you were feeling and the judgment and yeah. Yeah. I think that's a piece of it too, because like Greta was mentioning, if we're not honest, that that's a burden. That's a, I mean, an emotional burden. Yes. But that physical burden of constantly ignoring and pushing and shooting on ourselves So, yeah, I think the therapeutic aspect of it is unloading that, you know, acting out of integrity, right? Acting out of integrity with yourself will kill you. (laughs) 
Yeah. And you guys are really good at like, you know, because you're just getting to the root cause of the issue and really asking the right questions to get us to get to the, what we were really feeling and thinking and being honest, you yeah. know, I think. Which yeah, really- I, I, I believe that it's, it's, it's you know, certainly within our coaching business and what we you know, sort of discussed with the other coaches, it's just like ultimately to have the most success with, with any client, you have to lead them in a way that they come to these realizations on their own. If you constantly tell from a coach's aspect, they just become a robot and they can't think outside the box. Whereas if you just, you know, when they ha- have an issue, I'm like, just find more questions. And then when they kind of say something, ask more questions regarding that. And you just keep peeling back that laser onion until they have that light bulb moment. And they're like, yeah. oh, right. Okay. If I just do this or do this, it's like, yeah, okay. Now we can, now I can work with you a little bit more closely on a strategy on how achieving that particular thing needs to sort of be done, but we need, you need to get to that position on your own. And I think that's just a, such a powerful way. And, 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 you know, like as Teresa sort of mentioned, but often a lot of the time we didn't do much tapping towards it. There was quite a lot of sessions that went on one after the other where we didn't actually do anything. It was just this line Digging. of questioning. Yeah, it was just yeah. absolutely just, just getting into it. And then I'd sort of say something, and I think you were very good at kind of looking at my body language as well. And you're like, hold on a minute. When you said that, you did this. That doesn't make sense. Let's let's explore that a little bit more. And I uh, and I think that's that's just such a, a powerful way of of ultimately getting to that realization that you're looking for. And you don't even you re- like you realize it. You're just going through this line of questioning, and then it, you just get there, and you're like, oh, "Fuck, okay, I need to think about this." And then be like, yeah. "Next next time we catch up." She's like, "Okay." So how did you feel after last session? <laughs> where where have you gotten to now? And I'm like, okay, so uh, so this has <laughs> happened, and then <laughs> it was, it was uh, yeah, it's really powerful. It's 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 been um, such a revelation uh, for that. So obviously, I haven't really spent much time with you, Greta, at all. But uh, obviously, <laughs> you know, similar. The, the impact that it's obviously had on on Kitty has been uh, has been amazing. I think you know, obviously, us doing this together kind of similar sort of times has ultimately led us as a couple to to create that dynamic that's led us to the spot to make the best decision for what we want to do moving forward and yeah super grateful Craig, super happy you just reminded me too sometimes i'll know i'm moving in the right direction based off of what someone's partner is saying because mm-hmm. sometimes people can't tell they're making progress but i'll hear from their partner I don't know what you're doing, but I've never seen them this calm or I've never seen them this happy or this relaxed or this playful. So mm-hmm. it might be some emotional wound or not even to call it a wound, but a patterning that just hasn't had the attention that it deserves. Like the anger, for example, some people might assume, well, this is just the way I am. This is what my dad was like. This is, you know, this is how I am not realizing that you get to change that and it might feel kind of foreign and funky and uncomfortable, but noticing that it's not really going to go away until you start to give it some attention. And that process can be easy too. It's not like, it's not like our job was to obliterate the anger. It's to actually say, Oh, this is fine. This is actually a good sign. Yeah. We don't want to terrify. Is his name Winston? No, Henry, Henry, Yeah, yeah Henry. <laughs> we don't want Henry to take the, the blunt of it, but can we look at this? Can we use it to our favor? Can we transform it? And then of course, always curious how, how Kitty was doing on the outside, just to see, are we moving in, in a direction that's serving everyone? Yeah, hundred percent. And it was really like that, the whole Henry thing that, that was really not even a thing. Cause it, it, it kind of resolved itself. That was just kind of like the, the cherry on top to just remove, to actually get to the, the meat of the Sunday sort of thing. It's like, <laughs> it was just, yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, it's quite amazing how things like that seem to mask underlying issues and all those things you should mentioned before will just continue to pop up if you don't actually resolve, you know, that, that, that main underlying issue, which was, ultimately just being really incongruent and being honest with yourself and, and a lot of, a lot of you know, retrospect, like thinking about it. It's just like, yeah, I just was trying to manufacture something. 
and feeling like you have, you know, like your mum, he's, he's an only child because his brother died when he was 14 mm. and his mum, <laughs> she was just say stuff like she wants him to have a grandkid, you know, like, you know, she said comments obviously. to me before. And obviously my parents would love us to have a baby too. Like mum, my mum is just loves their grandkids. Not that they ever really put, you know, but just some of the things that they say, you know, but they were so supportive when we told them. They're like, I mean, especially my dad, he's like, I'm really glad you've made a decision now because I could see that you're really struggling being in two camps and it's good, you know, you can move forward with your life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's just, you know, and all our friends have kids just about nearly, you know, so it's just, you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. Just do what makes you happy. Yep. So, Simple as that, folks. <laughs> Alignment is everything. Alignment yeah. is everything. Oh, thanks so much again, guys. We're just so grateful for both of you. And we just, anyone who's listening to this, like if you are struggling with anything like this, I just think it is so worth the investment of money to do this because it'll yep. free it'll free you literally mm. you know like these guys are amazing message them work with them you know mm. work through whatever it is that's holding you back be honest um yeah we i can't thank you guys enough mm. yeah thank you Vinny. that was fantastic yeah. thank you so much awesome yeah. all right we'll wrap it up and i'll uh, i'll pop all their details in the uh in the show notes so if you want to contact them just yeah reach out thanks guys yeah.